Gemara Erubin has been sponsored by Mr. Isaac Jamal and his wife Celia for their success, for their children's success, health, happiness, beracha, parnasav, atzlaha, bechol maaseh yedehem, daf nunchet. Today's daf has been dedicated by David and Tuvi Assis in honor of the rabbi. Just kill him its vote. Today's daf is being studied by Elon Shmat Hacham Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam and Avraham Ben Esther Ruach Hashem. Tanihem began Aiden. Amen. We are going to begin at the Mishnah on Nzayin Amud Bet, and the Mishnah is four lines from the bottom. The Mishnah begins In Modidin Ela Bechabel Shel Hamishim Amma Lo Pachot Velo Yoter. Now we discuss the way they used to survey the two thousand Amma outside of the city. Obviously you needed uh, to measure and then they would put markers so the people would know exactly how far they're able to walk uh, on the Tum Shabbat. So the Mishnah first tells us they used to use Hebel uh, ropes that were 50 amma long and they would have obviously two people they would stand at the opposite ends holding the rope uh, stretching it out and then they would go from that spot and go further. And the Gemara will tell us exactly why they would use ropes. Uh, why would they use ropes and why would they use that specific size? So that's the first deen. Not less than 50 and not more than 50. Next deen of the Mishnah. So now the Mishnah is coming to tell us that when they would uh, hold the uh, rope, they would hold it by their heart. In order to keep it uh, straight, Hachamim decided to hold it over here by the heart, the rope, and the fellow across would hold it in the same spot. As she says, uh, Rabbi's made an established spot. Because otherwise, you can have one guy uh, putting it over here by his neck, and the other guy putting it to his leg, so then you lose, you have a slant there. So you're not getting an uh, accurate measurement. And the tehom is going to end up uh, becoming uh, shortened, because you're using up uh, extra rope on incline. So therefore they want to keep it straight, so they tell you keep it by your heart, and make a straight line to the other guy's heart. That's the second dean of the Mishnah. Hayamu did. Let's say the uh, fellow was counting. Measuring is better. Vegia legai. So he reached a valley. Or legeder. Or a fence. Mabdiyo vechozer lemidato. So let's go one step at a time. What does mabdiyo mean? Talking about you have a city. <coughs> now you're going 2,000 amma from the city. But there's a valley. Now, you can't, the question is, how do you measure the valley? So the Mishnah says, if it's less than 50 amma wide, so then one guy stands on one side of the valley, the other guy stands on the other side of the valley, and the airspace is considered part of the tomb's measurement, and you just, you know, measure, and then you continue from the other side. The problem is, if it is more than 50 from the city. So there, the Mishnah tells you that you actually walk uh, from the city that you're measuring, you walk to the spot that the uh, guy, that the valley narrows. 
and then you measure from there, from the narrow part, and then when you get to the other side, you walk all the way back to where you originally were in the straight line from the city, and then you continue measuring. And you'll see a picture of that, I'm sorry, just in the picture books, we have this concept, it's actually uh, 2.14. Let me see if you missed any pictures yet. Well, 2.13, you see the case of Mablial. If you want to go to 2.13, you see a valley. Okay? And you see the valley is right off the city. It's less than 50 amma. So you just use that airspace by measuring, uh, and that, uh, that's considered uh, part of the uh, shi'ud. In 2.14, you see, you see the city? Across the city, the valley is wide. So you're not going to be able to measure with the uh, strings, with the ropes. So what you do is, see the first yellow line by the city, you're walking to the spot where it gets narrow. You measure across to get over the valley. And then once you get across the valley, you come back to the original spot, which is a straight line from the uh, original city. And then you continue measuring, uh, you continue measuring from where you were. So that's the deen in a case where the valley is more than 50 wide. So the Mishnah tells you, go to the narrow part, cross it, measuring it, and then go back to the spot and continue measuring. Mishnah continues. Let's say you reached a mountain. Now, when it comes to a mountain, <coughs> the Mishnah says, you also take your ropes and you go across. problem is you can't go across a mountain because it's high. So how are you going to take your ropes? How are you going to get the ropes up there to, you know, to clear the mountain? So what you do is, you take sticks, poles, and you put the ropes in the poles, and you hold the poles straight, and therefore you make a straight line above the mountain. If you're looking, uh, you don't have it in here, but the art scroll has a nice picture. That would be, uh, in this case, it would be Tziur Bet, where you have the mountain. So to survey it, you take poles, and they're holding poles in their hands, and they have the rope across the poles. They just do that to make it easier for them so they can, like I said, clear the top of the mountain. And that's considered uh, 50 amma. If not, then you walk to a spot where, again, uh, walk to a spot that uh, is, uh, less than, is less than 50, survey it, and then walk back to the original spot that is Keneged Ha'ir. Okay, so that's the way you do it. There's a very important deen of Lahabliyah. You're able to uh, to literally swallow in the shiurim. So comes the Mishnah and continues. Now, that which we allowed you to go to one of the sides of the valley, let's say, to where it is narrow. You're going from the city. You're walking... Uh, to a different direction. You're not walking straight now because you're trying to find the narrow part of the valley. <coughs> you can only walk less than 2,000 amma. They don't allow you to walk more than 2,000 amma if that's where the narrow part 
is going to be. Let's read the top Rashi. <coughs> if let's say the width of the valley, it's Kenegedai, uh, that's by you know, in front of the city, right? it goes outside the Tum. Well, actually, this, I want to point out, this first shot in Nashi is not the accepted explanation. So I will, uh, I take that back. Let's go to the Lishna'a Harina. Lishna'a Harina is a little, uh, couple of lines down, actually. Lamed Aleph in the Rashi. That's the explanation that the Rav Rishonim uh, explained on this. So we'll read that. Lishna'a Harina, Shelo Yitzir Chutzatum, Imaya Aruch, Veroshav Yitzvin Chutzat Tehomei Ha'ir, Ve'en Yachol Avliyo Bechevel Keneged Tehomim Mepnei Rochbo, Ve'yachol Avliyo Shelo Keneged Tehomim, Lo yitzelav li'osham Gezera is the reason why it's a sur Shema yomru midat techumim Shel tzideh ha'ir Ba'alekan The gezera the concerned about is over here Is as follows The gezera is Atam shasur ha'kharim la'asot ken Because maybe the people I'm going to read here Shema yizbon ha'ro'eh Maybe the guy that's watching them do this or seeing this, Shamakum Shimabliya Eta Emek O Agal O Ahar Hu Beemet Betoch Hatum. Which means when the fact that you're walking more than two thousand Amah in order to be uh, to the side, so they're not gonna realize they're gonna wonder how did you uh, how'd you get there? How did you make this tum over? How did you go across? So it's gonna look like to them that you're making a tum outside of the two thousand Amah. Because here you were in the city, you walked more than 2,000 Amah to the other side to get to the narrow part. You threw the rope across and you walk all the way back. So it looks like you're making a tomb outside of the prescribed uh, shi'ud. So they would hachamim forbade it. So that's that thing. We continue. Im enu Let's say you cannot be mavliyah. Example, it's wide 50 everywhere. There is no narrow pot. So now what do you do? Bezu amar bidostai baryanai meshum rabimi'ir shamati shemekaderin beharim. In this case, the deen is, like we learned earlier in the Masechet, mekaderin beharim. Which, what does that mean? We're going to learn they would actually have to measure uh down into the valley itself. How would they measure down into the valley? They would start walking down the slope of the valley, and they would hold smaller measuring ropes of four amot each. And they would try to make a straight line across as they're walking down. How do you make a straight line across? So he said, <clears throat> one fellow would hold the rope by his feet, and it's the guy on top holds it by his feet, and the guy in the bottom holds it by his heart. Now that would create on an incline a straight line. And you keep on doing that as you're walking down the mountain. So eventually you'll have a straight line across. They're teaching you how to measure an incline that is more than 50 amma. You can't just have one guy stand on one side and stand on the other side because it's more than 50 amma. Your ropes are not that long. So therefore it's called mekaderin. Literally mekaderin is to make a hole in the ground. The way that she explained earlier, what's to make a hole in the ground? 
Because imagine the first guy who's holding it, he's holding it by his feet, the strings, the guy on top. Right? As we're going down the incline. So imagine as if you bore a hole in the ground in order to make the rope by his heart. But you're not making it by his heart. Instead of making the hole in the ground, putting the guy in the hole, holding it by his heart, he's just bending down and holding it by his feet. If you want to look at the art scroll, the art scroll has a picture of it uh, here, where you see them surveying the mountain. See the first guy, the rope is by his feet. The next guy is by his heart. The next guy is by his feet. The next guy is by his heart. We have a picture of that? <coughs> oh yes, you do. Okay, 2.15 in the book. Alright, little tricky picture here because they don't show you really uh, such an incline, but this is, uh, this is an incline, this picture over here. It is, a, it is a slope. Okay? Not the most noticeable slope, but it is a slope nonetheless. So you see you have ropes that are for amot, and this is the way you would uh, make a straight line on an incline. Okay, so that's the way you do it in such a, such a scenario. Incidentally, by doing it this way, you are uh, definitely, uh, you're saving some space, which means you'll be able to extend your tomb, as opposed to uh, just measuring uh, the incline all the way down straight, so then already, obviously, you lose footage. So by doing it this way over here, you're cutting across, and therefore that'll extend footage to your tomb, instead of your 2,000 amma ending, obviously, earlier, if you just measure the whole incline down, right, and then you continue going up and straight, so you lose a lot. So therefore, this way over here, you're able to save a substantial amount in order to extend your home outside the borders of the city. So that's basically the dinim of the Mishnah. Now the Gemara asks a question. The Gemara wants to know, how do we know this law? How do we know uh, which law? How do we know this law over here that we measure with ropes of... Fifty. So the Gemara says, "Amar Rabbi Yudah Amar Rav, Amar Kera." Because by the Mishkan it says, "Oreche Hatzer Me'ab Be'Ama Ve'Rochav Hamishim Be'Hamishim." Says the length of the Mishkan, the Hatzer was a hundred, and the width was fifty by fifty. Now the problem is, we need fifty by fifty. The width is fifty. What does the pasuk mean, Hamishim Be'Hamishim? When you're talking about a width, it's one measurement. So why does the Torah tell us the width of the Hatzir is Hamishim Bahamishim? So the Gibraltar says, Amra Torah, Behevel Shil Hamishim Amma Medod. Meaning it was telling you how to measure. Meaning if the width is Hamishim, Bahamishim, and measure it Bahamishim. Take a rope that is 50, and that's the way you're going to measure Shi'urim. So from the extra word Hamishim, in the Pasuk by the Hatzer Mishkan, that's the way you know it. Okay, well, that's what are you talking about? If you remember early in the Masechet, we used this Dirashah already. If you remember, when we learned earlier in the Perek, in the Masechet I should say, we talked about a Karpef. Karpef was an enclosed area, not the Karpef we learned in yesterday's Mishnah. Karpef was an enclosed area, Shalohu Dira, that was not enclosed for resident purposes. So we said that if it is less than 5,000 amma squared, then you're allowed to walk and carry in its, the whole area. However, if it is more than 5,000 amma, a karpef, shalohu kaf, ledira, you would not, even though it's walled, you would not be allowed to carry in the, 
in its uh, in its walled area. That was the din of Karpev Shulkav Tadira. And where did we get this 5,000 Amma? We said that that is the Shi'ur of the Hatzir of the Mishkan. The Hatzir of the Mishkan was 5,000 Amma, and it was walled. And the Gemara said it's actually the Shi'ur of 70 and two-thirds by 70 and two-thirds, meaning uh, the square of 5,000 Amma squared is 70 and two-thirds. So that's how we came to that uh, measurement of 70 and two-thirds by 70 and two-thirds. So the Gemara said, how do you get the square of uh, 5,000? So it said, you have 100, you have 100 by 50 by 50. So the Gemara said, what do you mean? It's 50 by 50, 100 by 50. So the Gemara said over there, that's how you get the square. You take uh, 100 length is 50 more than the width. So take uh, 50-50, make a square. Instead of having like this long uh, rectangular uh, uh, shape, take 50 and 50, now you have a square, now you still have an extra 50, and take the extra 50 and square it around that. If you remember, uh, yes, what picture was that? 138. Picture 138, exactly. I remember when we did the square root, the Gemara did it in its way, how you take... 50 by 50, make a square, then the leftover measuring, the leftover footage, or amma, then you go around again and make a, another square. It ended up coming at each side, you'll end up with 70 and two-thirds by 70 and two-thirds. So the Gibbara is saying, that's what we learned from the extra word, hamishim. I mean, it taught you how to make the, uh, the measurement, which means hamishim by hamishim. Take, take uh, 50 by 50. And then the extra 50 that you have from the, uh, oh, from the Orech, square that around it as well. So the Gemara says, how could you learn uh, this dirashah of ropes if we already learned it for the square of 5,000 Amma? And that's where we learned the deen of Karpev Shlou Kafte Dira. So the Gemara says, in Ken, if that's what the Torah was teaching us, Lemakra Hamishim Hamishim. Which means, if that's what the Torah was coming to teach us, it didn't have to say Hamishim, Bahamishim. It could have said Hamishim, Hamishim. Which means 50, 50. Which means make an equal square to make it 70 and two thirds by 70 and two thirds. And the fact that it said Hamishim, my Hamishim, Bahamishim, Shmatmina Tarte. So we learn two things. The Bahamishim comes and teaches us what? The way you measure is with measuring sticks of. 50 itself. So that's how you know the rope will be 50. And how do you know that it's a square of 70 and two-thirds by 70 and two-thirds? That's the shoot of a karpeth. That you know from the fact that it says hamishim hamishim. The fact that it says it twice, it's telling you to square it so you know your, uh, your two sides. Comes Gibran says, Lo pahot lo yoter. Not more than 50, not less than 50. Tana. Lo pahot. The reason why you cannot have less than 50, mipne shimmerbe. Because it's going to uh, become bigger. What does it mean it's going to come to become bigger? Because on a smaller rope, the tendency is to stretch it. And therefore, if you're going to have, let's say, uh, 25 amma ropes, okay? And you're going to stretch it a couple of amma, so uh, your tehum is going to end <laughs> earlier than you think. Which is you're measuring on a 25 amma rope, let's say. So how many 25 amma ropes do you need to get to 2,000? 80. Okay? Now, at 80, you're going to think 
if that's where the 2,000 are. But since you're stretching, so it's really, let's say, 26 each one. So technically, at the 2,000 point that you think you are, you're at really 2,080. Because you actually pulled the rope. And therefore, your term really ended at 1920. Because you pulled the rope, you had an extra amount each way. So therefore, the tendency is to pull a shorter rope. Therefore, your shiur is going to be off the measure. So then we don't want you to do shorter ropes than 50. Why not bigger ones? The Gemara says, More than 50, what happens? Exactly. The middle sags. It's hard to keep a very, very uh, uh, long rope straight. So therefore, well, it's not going to be a problem in the sense that Isud is going to happen. Because if anything, you'll just mark your tomb a little earlier than you should. Okay, it's a humrah. Uh, nothing bad can come out, but why do we want to end the tomb earlier than we should? We want to give them the, uh, the legal tomb. So therefore, we take a shoot of 50. That would be the legal amount. Amar bi asir. You only use a rope that is made up of the material called Afsakima. My Afsakima, what is this? Amar Rabbi Abba Nargila. So the Gemara says, My Nargila. Amar Rabbi Yaakov, It is a dekel, it's a palm tree, that by this palm tree grows a certain type of uh, herb called Nivara. And therefore, from this nivara, this type of herb, they take it and they fibers that grow around the tree. So they take a vine. So they take this vine and they make fibers out of it. And from there they make the rope. Again, so according to this opinion, it's clear. It's called uh, afsakima. Afsakima is nargila. And nargila is the, uh, the uh, vine that grows around the uh, palm tree. Ikadam, I want to say a little differently. My afsakima. According to this version, uh, they all agree it's Afsakima. But we have a machloket, what is Afsakima? One rabbi says it's something called Nargila. And the Yaakov says, no, it's Dekla, Dehad, Gabra. It's that actual uh, vine that grows around the, that grows around the tree. Tanya, Amar Yoshua bin Hananya. En lechashi yafelim dida yoter mishal shilaot shil bazir. The best item that you really want to use for measuring would be an iron chain. This is the iron chain, it doesn't, uh, doesn't budge, it gives you a, a precise uh, measurement. So how come we don't use iron chains then to measure? Why are we using ropes? So the Gemara says, um, The Pasuk says by Zechariah, when he's talking about the construction of the third Beit HaMikdash, Zechariah talks about the measuring of them, measuring of the dimensions, and it says he was holding a hevel midah, he was holding a measuring uh, stick out of rope. So since we have a documented pasuk that says hevel, so even though there might be better or more accurate uh, measuring uh, instruments, like uh, barzeh, like iron, uh, chain, still since the pasuk says hevel, we use hevel. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? It says by Yehazkel, it says he was holding a stick. So you see they were measuring with a stick. Now that's talking about where they were measuring the gates. The gates are small. So on a small area, it's more beneficial to use a stick in order to measure the, let's say, the area or the width or the height. But when it comes to a long measurement like this, 
it's more beneficial to use a, it's really more beneficial to use uh, iron chains. But since the Pasuk for some reason said Hevel, so then already we use the uh, Hevel based on the Pasuk in Zechariah. Tani Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef Havalimhem. There are actually three different types of ropes that are discussed in Mishnayot. Shil Magag, Magag is, uh, I guess, out of reeds. Shil Netzer, Netzer is made out of willows. That's like the Araba. They peel the uh, Araba branch and they make ropes out of it. The Shil Pishtan. <coughs> and you have flax, linen. What were these three ropes used for? Shil Magag, this uh, rope that's made out of the reeds, <coughs> Le Farah, was used for the Paraduma. Now you have to remember, in making the ashes of the Paraduma, they have to make a system where everything that's being used will not be susceptible to any type of tumah, because they want to make the paraduma, of course, betahara. These ropes over here that are made out of reeds, of course, are not susceptible to tumah, because a rope itself is not susceptible to tumah. But reeds themselves are never susceptible to tumah. So therefore, they make it out of a material that has no sheikhut, no connection to susceptibility of tumah. And what do they do with the rope? So it says in the Mishnah. They would tie the paraduma before they would make shahita on it. They would tie it with this rope of the reeds. And you bring it to a certain area, let's say by the trees and on by wood. They would put it on the wooden area. They would make shahita at that spot and then they would burn it on that spot. But they would pull the animal, they would rope it up with these hevel shil magag. What are you gaining over here? You know that for sure it is not susceptible to Tumah and nothing is going to happen to the Parah Dumas to ensure the purity of the Parah. Now, Shil Nitzarim, what would they use a rope of Nitzarim for? Nitzarim was the rope made out of the willows of the Arabah. So the Gebarah says, Le Sota. That was used for the Sota. Let's review the case of the Sota. That's the lady that her husband suspected her for uh, uh, Zanut. So they have to go to the Bet HaMikdash. One of the things they do to her in the Beit HaMikdash is they humiliate her. How do they humiliate her? It says the Kohanim, they go and they pull her shirt off in order to reveal her, uh, her, 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 her body in the front. Now, we don't want the dress to fall down. So after they uh, rip the shirt, they take a rope and they tie it above her in order that the dress does not fall down. So that's what they would use a Hevel Mitzari. A Hevel made out of the reeds of the willow. Let's read that inside. Ditnan. And after they would rip her garment in order to humiliate her, they would bring this rope of the reeds, and they would tie it above the breast of the lady in order that the garment does not fall. What would they use Pishtan for? The Medida. That was the measure for the tomb. So now we know all the details. We used a 50 amma rope that was made up of pishtan, of linen, in order to measure the tomb of the city. Comes Gemaran says, Hayamodid Vigia. We said in the Mishnah, he was measuring, and they got to, let's say, a guy. They got to a valley. So what was the deen? We said in the Mishnah, Mabli'o. Mabli'o would mean that you span it across if it's less than 50 amma. Or we said if it's uh, wider than 50, you go to a spot, an area that's narrower, span it over there, and then go back to the original spot that was 
right, across the city, and then continue measuring the 2,000 Amah from there. So the Gemara is going to say that. Medetani chozer lemiddato, from the fact that it says chozer lemiddato, which literally means he goes back to his original midat, to his original measuring spot. What does that mean he goes back? So the Gemara makes the diuk. Mechla, we can imply, dim eno yachol abliyo. If let's say he's not able to span it right across from the city, because it is more than 50 amah, exactly like we explained, you walk to a spot where you'd be able to span it, meaning that is less than 50, and you span it, then when you're standing uh, at that spot, you have to look to see exactly where you originally were. Right? And you look and you see exactly the spot where you are, Vehozer, and then you walk back, and now you have a straight line from the city, you span a little far away, and then you ended up coming back. So you have a, a line like this, then you go like that, go across, and come right back to the original line. Now we have a, um, a statement, that which we learned in the Black Tahiyamodid, it says you were. Measuring, and you got to a valley. If the span is less than 50 amma, then of course you take the rope and you just span it across. You walk to a spot that you're able to span it and you span it over there. You look from that spot, and then you go back to the midah. If let's say the guy was curved, now we have a picture like that in the art scroll, which means you have your uh, city, I don't know if you have it in the book, but you have it in this, here's the city over here. Now when it comes to your uh, guy, it's more than 50 amma, so you can't spin it, you know, going straight across. Now, uh, if you go uh, on the side, so the guy also, it, 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 it hooks around. Okay, it's a it's a hooked uh, uh, guy over there. Okay, so now the shayla is going to do. What do you do in such a case? We have the guy that is me'ukam. Uh, exactly. How do you how do you do? Because now it's not like in this. In the normal case, we have the guy. You you're spinning it in the same direction. I'll give me an example. I'm standing by the city. I have the guy in front of me. It's a straight line. It's a straight valley. So if I can't span it over here because it's more than 50 straight in front of me, I just walk to the side within 2,000 miles like we learned in the Mishnah, and I span going the same direction. So I'm, let's say I'm going west. So I'm spanning always west. Here, it's a little tricky. Because in this direction, due west, it's all more than 50 amma. However, it hooks around, right? So this would be what direction? This would be, let's say, Safon. Right? Now the the guy is now facing north. Now I could span it north. I mean I could turn this way, it's less than fifty, span it, go to the north, right? Go across and then walk back to the original spot. So the Shay lies, can you do that? Well, you, for sure you could span due west when it's all straight. So if it's a guy mirukam, are you able to span to the north and then Move around and go back to your original spot. So the writer says, Imaya, Gai Me'okam. So over there, they're telling you, you cannot, you cannot spin in the opposite direction. And therefore, you have uh, no option. 
Now, what's, what's the reason why you can't span in the north, by the way? Why not? So he explains over here from the Rajbah. He says, Again, the people that are watching are going to make a mistake. These guys, they're not going to think that you went to the north to spin. So therefore, they're going to think that you went somehow across, or you used bigger ropes to spin the, uh, the west side, and you're not allowed. And therefore, they're going to think now you can use ropes that are more than 50 amah. So therefore, in that case over there, we do not. Now, when it's all in front of you, they, they see an area that's less than 50. Okay, it's spanning in the same direction. All right, people understand that. But they're not going to think that you're going to go to the north side now, go the opposite direction. I say, oh, it must be the only way they got across was they made the Chabadim of 100 amma. And they spanned it, you know, they measured it, and they went across. And therefore, can lead to a mistake. So now, in such a case, what do you do, Rabotai? You have no options. You have a more than 50 amma. So the Gemara says, Magdir ve'oleh, Magdir ve'yored. In that case, you have to do the deen of Magdirim. Which is what? You take the ropes of four amma, you go down the incline, and up the incline. Which means, you know, we'll enter the Mishnah, one guy holds it by his feet, one guy holds it by his heart, and you uh, go across the valley as such. Now let's say you get to a wall. And there's a wall now in the middle of the uh, area there that you need to uh, measure. In Omrim Yikov HaKotel. We do not say that you have to pierce the wall. Now what does it mean pierce the wall? I mean, you have to know the thickness of the wall to get through. Now it doesn't mean you make a hole in the wall, obviously. But it doesn't mean you have to pierce it, meaning like this. You would take a stick, and I would put the rope on this tall stick, right? And I would spin it from on... From on top, I have a guy standing on the other side, also holding a pole, with the ropes on top, and therefore I get my measurement based on the rope that's on top of these tall poles. That's too much of a terhad, the Gebaran says. We don't make the guy take poles and uh, you know, measure the width of the wall. So what does he do in order to measure the wall? Gebaran says, Ela omdo lo. There the Gebaran says, we'll let you make a umda. Uh, umda is an estimation. You look, you look at the walls, figure how uh, thick you think it is. Okay, you want to add five amma thick? Okay, add five amma to your uh, tomb, and then continue. The Gemara says, comes the Gemara and says, what do you mean? You told me that when it comes to a wall, you do not have to measure it. You just make a estimation. So what do you mean? Al Mishnah said, by the case of a Gedir. Gedir was a, let's say, a fence, or let's say you had a a heap, right, in the middle of the, 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 the area, it rose up. So remember we saw the picture that said what? You take those sticks, you put the rope on top of it, and you, you measure across. So why? You tell me now by the wall, you don't have to do that. Now you tell me by the heap, or by the, by the, uh, by the uh, elevated area, you do do that. Make up your mind. So the Gemara says, And then you said in the Mishnah, and you go back to your uh, original, I mean, if it's, if it's too uh, high, so it's, 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 it's more than 50, uh, when you go around it, but the point is, if it's less than 50, you do span it with the sticks and the poles. Again, like you saw in picture, so you can remember what we're talking about, like you saw in picture, uh, uh, in the art scroll over there, where you're spanning it, how you're spanning it, the guys are standing over the, over the mountain, they have their poles in their hand, and they, you know, they're going above it. So do the same thing by the wall. So the Gemara says, now, 
So it depends. By the case of the Mishnah, we're talking about where the inclined area or the area that has the heap over there, it is uh, usable to walk over it. Which means technically if you wanted to, you'd be able to walk up it and walk down it. So in the case where it's Nihatash Mishteh, where it's easily uh, accessible or walkable, so then already we make you span it with the poles. In this case over here, it's a wall. You can't span a wall. I mean, you can't climb a wall. The guy's uh, not going to climb up and climb down. So therefore, in that case over there, we will lean you just to make an estimation. So you're making a difference of Nihatash Mishteh or not. Which means, which means as follows, when it's walkable, meaning you can walk up it and walk down it, we're going to consider that area as part of the tomb, because it's walkable. So therefore we want you to measure it exactly, so you get the shi'ud of the tomb, but span it. I mean, to get, to get the shi'ud, add it to the shi'ud. In the case of a wall, the wall, it's, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not walkable, you can't walk over a wall. So therefore in that case over there, we don't demand a precise measurement, right, which means you, you calculate, the, yeah, whatever it is, how, how much it is, and you, yeah, you don't have to be so precise, because anyway, it's really not, what is Pshat Tom? It's a walkable uh, area, you know, you walk, to, to walk, to walk, I got a wall there, no one's walking up a wall, and down the wall, so technically that shouldn't even count as part of the footage of the area, so therefore over there, they were lenient, uh, make a, uh, an estimation, like the Gemara said above, Omdo ve'olechlo. Okay, we didn't matriyah you so much. Because anyway, the wall shouldn't be really considered part of the footage or the distance of the Ayru uh, because of uh, uh, it's not uh, accessible. Comes uh, to wall. So that's the difference with that. Comes again, for instance, Amar Abiyud Amar Shemuel, Lo Shanum, Ela She'en Chut HaMishkolot Yored Kenegdo. Aval... Now, what are we talking about over here? That which we said that um, we have to make a medida when you have an incline, right? So we said you make the medida, which means you walk down the incline. Now, obviously, we have to discuss how steep is this incline over here. Because you're telling the people they got to walk down it and hold the poles and hold the, 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 the four amotched uh, ropes. So we have to discuss now, what do you mean? It can be very, very narrow, very steep, I should say, and you can't walk down. So we have to give a certain way to judge how steep does the um, uh, hill have to be, which means you told me if it's more than 50 amah wide, mekadirin. Okay, but that doesn't explain how steep it. And the same with you, I, I understand if it's less than 50, I don't have to do anything, I can just spin. I go across, take my 50 amah rope and, you know, hold it on one side, hold it on the other side. More than 50 amah, you gave me the option of what? Mekadrin, walk down. Now, when am I going to tell you that? So the Gebara says, it depends how steep it is. How do you measure the steepness? So you take a, uh, a rope, and the rope has a weight. On the bottom of it, I call it a a plumb line, exactly, which they use in building buildings. So now they stand at the edge of the you know edge of the the incline on top of the mountain, let's say, whatever, on top of the valley, I should say, on top, and they drop it. Now, if 
it lands uh, straight uh, all the way down, so then already you know that it's narrow. It's very, very steep. And therefore, you don't magdir. Then you got to walk down and just measure the flat area across. You just have to go down there and measure across. However, if, let's say, when you drop the plumb line, so it lands on the incline, it does not go straight down, then already you know it must be on a slant. It's not so steep. And therefore you're able to magdir. So let's read that inside. Actually, I have a picture of that just to see a little what we're talking about. Right. You see picture 217. You see where he drops the plumb line from on top. You see it's uh, it's going straight down. It's going to hit the floor, this one. So over here, in this case over there, where do you measure? You measure on the the bottom. You don't, you, you don't, you don't factor in the steepness of these walls. Because these walls obviously are not part of the tomb. Because you can't walk walls. So therefore you only get the ground area. However, if the plumb line lands on the incline itself, that means it's walkable. So therefore that's considered footage that should be part of the tomb. How do you measure this footage that's part of the tomb? Magdirim. Right, let's read that inside. <coughs> when do we say that you're able to be magdir? That's only talking about where the plumb line does not land. Can it go straight down? If the hut is yored, can it go? Meaning if it lands straight down, it hits the ground. That means what? It is very steep. It's just really a straight wall. That's why when you drop it, it just goes, doesn't hit anything. If it's steep, it would have hit the side. And the fact that it's straight like this, you drop it down, it's hitting the ground. So then already, you do not even have to factor in the walls at all. Then you just what? Moded midida yafa. Meaning you go down to the area and you just measure the ground that's under the area. You go back up and then you continue measuring your 2,000 amah. <coughs> so the difference is you do not... What is that? Well, yeah, yeah, you gain because you're not even factoring in any, any, any walls, any, any, any midron, any, any, uh, any slope. In this case, over it's a wall. So, right, it's a wall. Finish. The wall's not part of the uh, tomb. You don't have to factor in... Going down the wall, you just forget about it. You go down and you measure the uh, as measured by the plumb line. You can't go down. There's a little No, you have to go down. Walk, walk down, walk down narrow. Walk down. That's what they're telling you. Either way, you have to walk down to measure downstairs uh, in the uh, valley. Point is, are we? When are we going to consider it part of the tomb when it's walkable? Now, what? How do you know if it's walkable or not? That's depending on when you drop your plumb line where it lands. If it lands on the ground. Then you know already it must have been a very narrow wall. Not very narrow, very straight. Steep. And therefore, uh, you don't measure. And if it lands on the side, doesn't hit the ground, then already you know it's uh, inclined, where you're able to walk it, so you walk it, you do Magdi. It comes again and says, Vekama Omko Shilgai. Okay, now we go to a uh, different, uh, different thing. We said you're able to be Mabliya, a guy. Which means. If it's less than 50 amma, your city is here, your guy is in front of you, it's less than 50 amma, you spin. Right? Now we want to know, for argument's sake, how deep is the guy? Now, we'll have to see why should that make a difference, because really I'm not, not going down into the, to the guy, I'm just going across, I'm spinning it. So Gemara says, the kama omko shil guy. 
Amar of Yosef al Tayim. It cannot be deeper than 2,000. Which means, once it's deeper than 2,000, you have to measure. You have to start with the Kidur. We're not going to let you be Mavliya. Explanation uh, is, the way they explain it is, that a tomb is 2,000 Amma. That's the, that's the tomb. It's 2,000. So we're not going to let you uh, span over an area that's equal or more than the tomb itself. Which is, we're not going to make uh, the measuring more lenient than the law of the tomb itself. Which means, if the whole tomb is 2,000 Amma. So now we're telling you what, we can bypass a 2,000 Amma uh, incline and just go straight. Now that's already, it's going against the whole, uh, the whole principle of the 2,000 Amma of tomb. Therefore, if it's less than 2,000, alright, so therefore, it's less than the shield of a normal tomb which you get. Okay, we could be Mikhail, because it's a leniency, by the way. You understand why it's a leniency to be Mavliya? <coughs> when you're Mavliya, you're saving space. And therefore, your tomb will be extended. If you have to measure all the way down and across, of course, it finishes much earlier. So we're saying, when do we give you the leniency of Havla, of spanning? Only when the... Uh, the valley is not 2,000 deep. Whose opinion is that? That would be Rabbi Yosef. Eti So Rabbi comes and has a question. Amok me'ah. If the valley is just 100 amma deep, v'rochav hamishim, and 50 amma wide, mabli'oh. V'imlad in mabli'oh. So you see, according to this bright, Rabbi brought this shita that says it's not a 2,000. You have much less. You only have up until... A hundred. After a hundred, you have to be already magdir. So therefore, what are you saying, Rabbi? We have a quite ravistia shita that says a hundred. So the Gemara says, Who the Amar ka'ahirim? What do you want? Rabbi Yosef has a Tanah that goes like him. Who's ahirim? Rabbi Meir. The Tanya, ahirim omrim, hafidu hamukatayim, veruachav hamishim abliyo. So therefore, you have no question against Rabbi. Rabbi found a Yebraita, and the Yebraita supports that the shoot is two thousand. Ika de Amri, we have another way of learning the sugya. Amar of Yosef, Afilu yater me'alpayim. Even more than 2,000. So according to this version, there's no limit. You can, as long as it's narrower than 50, spin. I goes down 10,000 amma, doesn't matter. So we get what else is keman. Who's Rabbi Yosef going like? Lo ketanekama. Ketanekama holds 100. Velo ke'aherim. Aherim holds uh, up until... 2000. So we want to know, Rabbi, which, uh, whose opinion are you subscribing to? We haven't found an opinion that says what you're saying. So the Gemara says, no. Which means like this. Rabbi Yosef that said, you get more than 2000, he's talking about a different case than the rabbis were arguing. The rabbis were arguing 100 or 2,000. In which case were they arguing? In which case was Rabbi Yosef talking about? Two different scenarios. The Gemara says, Hatam in the Mahloket of Tanakama and the Bimi'ir and Ahirim, She'en kenegdo. Which means the plumb line does not go straight down. It hits the, the slant. And therefore they're telling you, when it hits the slant, then already uh, you have to uh, you have to start measuring with kidur. 
if it's more than a hundred, meaning it's slanted, it's less than fifty. Okay, less than fifty. Technically, you can just spin. However, they're telling you if the slope is more than a hundred amount down, then already you can't spin anymore. Then you have to actually measure with the mekaderin. And the other shita will say no. You have until 2000, but that's only because the plumb line is not going straight down. However, what was the case that Rab uh, Yosef was talking about? That he said even more than 2000. He says, But in the case where the plumb line goes all the way down, so now you have no incline. So therefore, you don't have to factor in the walls themselves. I don't care how deep it is. I don't care if it goes 10,000 amad deep. You'll just be able to span across. So therefore, again, according to Rabbi Yosef, he'll say, my shita has no bearings on what those Tanaim are arguing on. They were talking about a case where you, it's shayak to be makdir. Because it's uh, not so steep. So therefore, they gave a deen. Even if it's less than 50 amma, where technically you should be able to spin in all scenarios, now we're putting restrictions. That's only if it doesn't go deep, either 100 or 2,000, each one according to its opinion. If it's more than 100 or 2,000, then already you have to be magdir. Now again, it's a humrat to be magdir. Because obviously you're gaining now, you're losing some space, you're losing some, uh, some, some footage, because instead of just spinning right across, you actually, actually have to... Factor in the the incline and the going back up again to make the line across. Okay, so that's that Gemara. Now we go further. <coughs> when you told me that what? When the Huta when the plumb line does not hit the ground, Ad Kama, which means how far away does the plumb line have to be from the person that's holding it? To be considered already uh, a slope. So Amar Abimi Arba, four amot. Chetar Rabbi Bar Yehaskel Arba, which means if you want to look at the uh, picture, well, you can look at the picture in the art scroll. You see when when he's holding it, he has a stick, right? The stick is four amot, and then he puts the plumb line at the end of it, and therefore, so it has to be, which means it's it's not just connected his body. And it hits the uh, the side because that would be very steep. So therefore, you have to it has to extend from his body, and now it's four amot away from him, and it comes down. Then when it hits, let's say the slope, then already you're able to be uh, makdir. So that's the shita is four amot away. It's holding a stick, and then, right, it's holding my ear. A stick is four amot away, and the plumb line is attached. So when it goes down, well, that's how it's holding the plumb line. The plumb line is attached to a stick. Yeah, it's four more away from him. Right. How hard do you hold it away from him? No, no, no. No, no, no. How far do you hold it away? You need from the, uh, from where you're standing, it's four amma from the plumb line. Right? Because you're standing, that's over here. Okay? Now, higiyah lehar. What do we say? You reach the uh, mountain. Mabli'oh lehozeh lemiddato. Okay, either we say in mabli'ah. Let's say the mountain is less than 50 amma. So there you have to take your, uh, your, your sticks again, your poles. Put the uh, rope on top of it. Span the mountain. Uh, if it's more than 50, go to an area that's less than 50. Span it. And then what? Go back to the spot that is connected. Hozer, limit dato. 
just like we learned by the guy, by the valley, now we're discussing it by a mountain. Amarava, Sarava comes along and says, when were we lenient to say that you could span a mountain? That's only talking about a mountain that has an incline, it reaches 10 tefahim within 4 amot. Which means the incline of the mountain, you walk 4 amot up, at the top of 4 amot it is 10 tefahim. On such a mountain, Hakamim will tell you what? You'll be able to spin. Which means it's not so steep. It reaches 10 within 5 amma. Okay, so it's a little less steep. Then already you have to measure it as if it's flat land. Which means you have to know now already what's the shoot of an incline. Well, we're going to give you the shaitir of havla'ah. So you tell you, listen, if it's steep to the extent that 10 amma takes you to 10 tefah, a 4 amma, Takes you the tent if I'm on top, that's high enough to already say you can spin. However, if it's uh, tent if I'm at five, that means it's much more it's flatter. Such land, according to Rabbi, is considered flat land. So flat land, you just have to step, no spin, you have to walk it. You have to walk it straight measurement. Okay, so that's Rabbi's deen. On the case of the mountain, it depends how uh, steep the mountain is. Point is, the flatter it is, the more mahmiri you have to be to treat it as regular ground. If it's regular ground, you have to walk Now, even though you are going to lose on the going up and the coming down a little, but doesn't matter. That's considered because you never have grounds that are totally straight. Now, always the grounds are you know have a little uh, you know movement to them. So he's telling you if it's already four amot, uh, five amot. But I guess the tenth of the that's considered flat enough that you have to consider it surface and therefore you have to measure it straight. Okay? That's the way Rava understood. You have a picture of that? Oh, two eighteen, perfect. Very good. So you see the four amot, you steep and you see the five amot. Okay, beautiful. Comes the Gemaran says, Ravuna. Ravuna bered Rav Natan matni lekula. Ravuna, the son of Rav Natan, he learned Rava's din not as a uh, stringency, like we just learned, but he learned Rava was actually coming to be mekel. How is that? Amar Rava, Rava said, Lo shanu. That we said what? You have to be mabliya. Which is, he lets you even be mavliya on a straighter slope. That it slopes to ten tefahim within five amah. But if it's so steep that it gets to ten tefahim within four amot, that already is not considered a walkable area. And therefore you really don't even have to measure it at all as part of your walking distance. And therefore just make an estimation. We're going to consider that like a wall. Because according to this, it's totally lekula. Which means five amot, 
tentafachim high, span it. If it's narrower than that, then already it's not even considered technically part of your true measure because it's hard to walk it. You have to walk up, it's very narrow. So what do you do? Just give an estimation how much you think uh, that area uh, takes up and include it to your toe. So that's definitely a kula, uh, the way they're learning. And now let's just go one last point. What is that? Okay. Now, we said in the Mishnah, so long as you do not go outside the true meaning, when your valley is too wide, so he said you could walk to the side, to the area where the valley narrows. But we said what? We don't want you walking more than 2,000 Amah to the side. So the Gebra says, My Tama, what's the reason? Amarafkana Gizera Shem Yomru Midat Baalekan. Which what are they worried about? Right, which means when you went in uh, that direction, uh, of course it ends 2,000 Amah away from you. How'd you get there? Which means you have to walk now 2,000 Amah from the city point to the other side. So they're going to think that what? Which he's going to think that they, they see the survey walk into that area. Oh, beautiful. So we could walk on the other side. That's that, that far, that far west. Because they see him with the, with the rope walking all the way 2,000 Amah. He found an area that's narrow. It's all beautiful. So my tomb extends all the way down there. It's more than, more than 2,000 amount to the side. So then it's going to cause them on Shabbat now to walk to that area. So he was measuring over there. And therefore it can lead to an isur. It's a marit ayin issues. They're going to think that their tomb extends to that spot. And therefore they're going to come to walk there. Last point. Right? We said, if you cannot be mavliya because it's more than 50, in that case we said... That we learned in the Mishnah, the name of Rabbi Dostai Bar Yanai, you Magdir. So the Gemara says, Tanur Rabbi Ketzad Mekaderin. How do you do this process called Mekaderin? So it says, Tachton Keneged Libo, Elyon Keneged Margelotav. Right? Like we said, the top guy holds it by his feet, and the bottom guy by his heart. That's how you keep a straight line across the uh, uh, area of the valley. Abad we have a tradition. The rope that you use to make it accurate would be a smaller rope of four amot. Which means the only time where we're lenient to do this in Yan of Kidur, we don't have to take a exact measure. Meaning, by making kidur, you're not measuring the whole incline. Which it, what kidur does for you is it makes a straight line. Of course, so you're saving, uh, you're saving area. Now, that is only said by tum, which is the rabbanan. But on a deoraita measurement, it has to be exact. And therefore, you measure foot per foot of the incline. Now, what is deoraita measurements? So one Deoraita measurement is Igla Arufa. What's the Igla Arufa? You found a dead body, and it's in between two cities. So the deen is, you don't know who killed them. 
So therefore the halakha says you measure the closest city to the dead body, it has to bring a uh, a as an atonement. So how do you measure? So you start measuring. Now let's say you get to a valley. Let's say you get to a mountain. Halakha says you just keep on keep on measuring it uh, straight. So therefore it, it'll it'll uh, it'll it'll like a bit both sides. You know it can it can come out now that it'll be closer to one side as opposed to another side based on the fact that since you included a, 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 a valley. So it's like going down the valley is another 300 amah. So this 300 amah can be closer to the other side that is straight. So when it comes to Torah, Shi'urim, you actually measure precisely. And for that matter, the Are Miklat. What is the case of Are Miklat? So we know the deen is if a guy kills Bishogi, he has to go to Eid Miklat. So the, uh, the law says that he has a... Uh, as long as he's in the Eid Miklat, the Goel Adam cannot kill him. And not only the Eid Miklat, but he has the tomb of the Eid Miklat. He has the 2,000 Amah outside of the Eid Miklat. Now, when we measure the 2,000 Amah out of the Eid Miklat, we're being Mahmir over here. Which means in the sense that we count valleys and hills. So technically, if there's a big valley right outside the Eid Miklat, and he just walks down it, right, that's your 2,000 Amah already. Now the Goyal Adam can come and kill you. We don't spin and say his 2,000 Amah extends uh, outside the area. So therefore, in, in Eid Miklat as well, we are also going to uh, measure that what? The actual Shi'ur. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen.